The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California, and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Rohnert Park area. One of the things I was working on as I was developing my sermon was pulling it all together. And you know, you, you, sometimes you're writing something, you don't know why you're writing it, and it just seems to be that about the day before I started being able to put it on paper, um, my wife and I had a, a disagreement. And it was at that point in time that I realized where I was going to head in the direction of my sermon. And you probably remember, I said, now I know why I'm writing this sermon. And, and so... Um, <laughs> in Ephesians 5.25, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So as, as, I, as I thought about our disagreement and I thought about you know, uh, being a good husband and making sure that my wife knows that I love her, I realized that I'm not consistent in showing my wife that I love her. Uh, and, and maybe as husbands and maybe as wives, we all struggle showing each other how much we love each other. And, and the, the difference is, is that verbally, my wife can say, you're not expressing your love to me the way I want you to, right? Listening, I'm not very good at listening. I'm obviously good at talking, right? So that's an 80-20 rule I always have backwards in my head. Um, daily, progressively, I, I want to become better at expressing my love for her. Of course, just like those ancient Israelites, with God's word right there in front of them, and him having prophets right there, they, of course, kept backsliding, right? So as, as a husband, I do the same thing. So I'm, I'm looking at these two things, and I realize what I'm writing, and I'm realizing the situation I'm discussing with my wife. So we have these two relationships coming together, and I, I realized where I was going to go with this sermon. And the, the point I was going towards was how do we show Christ we love him? And then I realized that by myself not showing my wife consistent, consistently that I love her, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm not consistently showing Christ that I love him. And Christ speaks to us through the Bible, just like she can speak to me and tell me, right? Um, and it's how we react to the, that message and I wanted to start searching for a way that, that God, that Christ, asks us to love him. So if you want to open up your Bibles and turn to John 21. And I'll get mine there. We'll just open that up. John 21, starting in verse 15. All right, so John twenty-one fifteen. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, knowest thou that I love thee? He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, Thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. 
He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved, because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, knowest thou all things? Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. So, speaking with my wife, she can say, you don't listen, so I need to listen, right? Listening means doing the things that she may want, right, and need to have done, and paying attention to those needs and taking care of those needs. Christ simply asked Peter, in this example, feed his sheep, also feed my lambs. Okay, so if we look at this in the right way, feeding the sheep includes finding the sheep, right? Because the lambs are the little ones. We've got to go out and find them. Teaching the sheep. So the tough part for us is finding the lambs, right? There were sheep in the fold, fold that were right there, fold in that 120 that they had. But we had to go out and find the sheep out of the fold, the lambs, the new, the new to-be sheep. So we started with feeding the sheep in the fold and then moving on to finding sheep out of the fold. But where do we find those sheep, right? We're sheep in here. We have sheep that are on the outside. We, we find them anywhere. Your neighbors, although we all don't live in this area. You live in San Rafael. I live in Brisbane. Some of you live elsewhere. So they could be your neighbors. Could be others that you work with doesn't mean we, we, we can't find sheep in our own area. You live right around the corner, right? You have your own neighbors, your own, own people you hang out with sometimes. It's in work. We all work in different capacities. We all come in contact with people in service, medical, office, tech. That's a lot of what we still have up here. Um, social activities, if you have children. Of course, the children in sports, hopefully not on a Sunday, but there are, there are organizations that have sports on other days of the week. Uh, sports and other activities, you know, you're, you're both parents and youth. Luke 14, 23, And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Now you know why I was talking to you earlier. Some of these verses both Pastor and Dalton were using earlier. So how do we attract the sheep? So to show Christ that we love him, we feed the sheep. Well, we start by feeding the sheep the right food. I think, I, I think that we could say, then I, I know it's been mentioned before, that we are a teaching ministry here. Um, but teaching and feeding the sheep is not something that I have to do from the pulpit. It should be done from those same areas I mentioned before, your neighbors, your work, your social activities. Because there's two different kinds of food you need to feed a lamb, or there's two different types of food, a lamb and then a sheep. So just like a, a, an infant child can't eat the solid food, a baby has to have milk, and of course then we move on to hamburgers and all those kinds of good things that, that we can eat when we're older. So when we find sheep that are lost, we need to teach them milk of the Word. And the milk of the Word, of course, are those basics 
It's not deep, expository preaching. It is the basics teaching a living Christ, and this isn't in any particular order or, of course, an exhaustive list. The resurrection of Christ, salvation, baptism, fellowship. Maybe it's giving your own testimony to a co-worker. Giving the milk of the Word is the basics for bringing them in. It's here that the meat of the Word happens. It's here from this pulpit that the meat of the Word happens. Salvation can happen out there. It doesn't have to happen in here. It can happen after church, before church. It can happen at the grocery store. It can happen in your own house, in your own living room, having a Bible study with a neighbor. Then they come in here. The meat of the Word is the deeper studies. But who delivers the deeper studies? Who, who delivers that Word? Well, maybe it's your pastor, right? We have one here. Maybe it's a deacon. I know that we were just talking. Oh, I guess uh, Eric is in the back. I heard about a sermon he delivered. Um, but also as a school teacher, right? You, you get into that deeper Word. That's not the milk that you're talking about. The milk is where we find those lost sheep. The meat is what we feed them after they're saved. So, Christ asks us to feed the sheep. So we need to feed them the milk first. We've got to find those sheep that are not of the fold. And then we need to feed them the meat once they're here with us. School teachers, pastors, deacons, other elders, uh, experienced Christians here in the church may do so also. Luke 9.23 And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So who goes? We all go and teach. Brother Dalton brought it up earlier. Matthew 28, the Great Commission. And Jesus spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. We're all supposed to do this. We're all supposed to go out. Who is he giving these commands to? He's giving them to everyone. You and me. But wait, you say. Sometimes we think that we have to receive some spiritual gift to be a teacher. And, and that's true. Prophecy, preaching, ministering. There are gifts. But that milk of the word is, should be given to everyone by everyone, it doesn't trump your command to go. It doesn't trump your command to teach. If you say, I don't have the spiritual gift, we're all asked to do it. Bring the sheep in. Baptize them. Continue to teach them to observe all, all He has commanded. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of all we know. You know, I was talking to some of the men in the church here just recently, and I said, you know, you should, you should think about coming up here and giving a sermon. There's nothing wrong with that. You ask pastor, write one. And I've talked to quite a few of you. And, and I want to make it clear that it doesn't have to be a sermon. It could be a testimony. I was speaking to a, another couple of gentlemen talking about that. Getting together, right? Some of the younger gentlemen in the church, right, CJ? Um, talking, about, <laughs> talking about coming up 
And just giving your testimony in the church is spiritually uplifting to the sheep that are here. It doesn't have to be deep theological meat every single time. So your spiritual gifts don't trump your goal to go or what Christ is asking you to do. It could be, like I said, something as important as your testimony. It could be something that you have a conversation about baptism. It could be Dalton chastising somebody for using the Lord's name in vain. It's an avenue. It's an angle. So if we're here and, and we're being taught, right, we're being taught the meat of the word, Christ asks us to go and feed other sheep. At some point, after all this listening and edification, if our job is to go out and see others saved, right, the Lord uses us, at what point do we graduate? What, what point do, after, after we're doing all of this listening and hearing and receiving all the wonderful nuggets of truth that Pastor Smith pulls out of the Bible, at some point, don't we have to take that to somebody else? Don't, aren't we supposed to? Well, it, it says so, right? We should go and we should teach someone else. We also have a, a warning in Hebrews. Of course, t- talking to the Hebrews, he was chastising them, but talking about how they should be teachers, but they're not yet. For when they ought, this is Hebrews 5.12, for when, they, for when the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have a need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. We eat strong meat here. We eat strong meat almost every single service. All Christ is asking us to do right now is to bring milk to feed some lambs. You don't have to worry about all the deep theological conversations you have with pastor on the way out the door. You're not going to bring that to some person who may be a new believer. You bring them the milk of the word. 1 Peter 4.10 As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. And then in John 14, 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. In the secular world, if I teach you something, and you're not able to then teach that to someone else afterwards, what happens? I'm the boss. I teach you something. Or I'm, 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 I'm the employee. I get taught something. And I'm not able to share that teaching. Usually the boss doesn't teach me anything more. I usually don't get a raise. Right? I'm not able to share that information. I'm not as valuable of an asset if I don't share what I've been taught. Right? If I'm willing to learn and I yearn for learning and, I'm lear- and I yearn to share then I become a a useful tool as an employee in the the secular sense. Many years ago, it's about eight years ago, 
in Diamonds of the Rough, I had a sermon here where I talked about searching for the lost, and I talked about how much dirt a, a mining company goes through, about 20 tons of earth to find a one-carat diamond. For those of you here, I had a big picture up on there. Um, and how mining companies, they do look at dirt, but they don't count the dirt. They don't worry about the dirt. They just know I've got to go through 20 tons, so they're excited when they get to ton 10, and they're excited when they get to 11, and pretty soon somewhere around 20, on average, they, they get a nice one-carat diamond. Just like how uh, Dalton was speaking about earlier, he's not worried about whether or not the Lord is going to save someone, because he knows the Lord is going to save someone. So just like these mining companies, they don't think about it. They know it's going to happen. It's the, that average is, this is a spiritual average, right? God is going to save someone, no matter what. So there'll be times when God blesses us, and we experience a rebirth, and then sometimes we wait. However, unless we dig for diamonds, or unless we actually go out and search for those sheep not of this fold right here, I don't believe that we'll be blessed. We're not showing Christ that we love him. He's asked us to go and feed the lambs, just like my wife asked me to listen to her and, and do the things that she would like me to do. But I stink at that too. So, uh, I, as I step back for a second, as I'm writing this and I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to myself too, I'm not picking on anybody. This, this is as much for me as anything. We need to have a compassion for the lost. Men who are knowledgeable, women too, who are knowledgeable about the Word should share in teaching the Word. It is our duty because Christ commands it. Paul, is cha- Paul chastises new believers, Christians in the church. Peter extolled it. We have we've been given the gifts of leadership, stewardship, blessed with the foundations to develop an understanding of the meat of the word to share with sheep in this fold and ones we should find. Talking about elders in the church. Holding fast a faithful word as he hath been taught that he may be able to, by sound doctrine, both to exhort and convince the gainsayers. As for our men in the church, right? should be up here helping preach, helping teach, out there, we should be out there, bringing them in, getting this house full. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. That's Galatians 6.6. 6. And then 2 Timothy, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. It's teaching. It is preaching. It's teaching others about Christ. And the servant of the Lord must strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, and be patient. Teaching people. At some point, disciples should become disciplers. Otherwise, we wouldn't have people sit under a preacher or eventually become a preacher, or people go out and become missionaries. But missionaries don't have to go out here. Missionaries could be here local. Disciplers, we need to become, or disciples, we need to become disciplers. So we need to ask ourselves, are we showing Jesus that we love him? 
or are we perpetual students? What good is it to go to college and keep getting degree after degree? We have all heard about people who do that. Perpetual students. Knowledge is vanity. But if we don't take what we learn here and we just sit with what we have here, we are blessed to be part of this ministry. I've learned so much from Pastor Smith. If we just keep learning and learning and learning and sitting in the seat and we don't share what we learned, is that not vanity too? It is, right? We need to share that with someone, even if it's just the milk of the word. Are you not concerned that we should be vigorously training up others, right, to come and stand up here? We should be. What if Dalton and Pastor both want to go on vacation at the same time? What if the, there's nothing wrong with that. What if they did? What will we do? Scramble around really quick. And, but what if they wanted to take an extended vacation? What if they did? What would we do? What would we do? We'd have to work it out. Wouldn't it be good to get some training now? Start helping out now? Writing some sermons now? Right? Just one every once in a while? Every six months? Talk to Pastor about it. I'm sure he'll be open. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) We should be increasing in teaching, but we should also increase in finding new students. So finding those sheep. I agree with Dalton. He was talking earlier about small churches. What didn't you call those small churches? That was a Kentucky thing. What was it? Holler church? You gotta think, you gotta think, it's a holler church? I don't know what that is. I'm a Californian, so you know, we don't, we don't use words like that out here. <laughs> a holler church. You gotta think about Christ was a mini church pastor. How many people we have in here, uh, average? 120, 140 people, somewhere in there? Christ church, if you look at his actual, his actual group there, is 120 people. That's a, that's a big church. That's important. I'm not, a big, I'm not a big fan of megachurches. Megachurches tend to be about programs and those kinds of things. So here's the tough part. I'm telling you to go, I'm telling you to teach other people. You risk certain things when you do, right? Talking about Christ, correcting someone when they use the Lord's name in vain. I used to do it too. You said something a little bit different, Dalton, than I did. When somebody would say, Jesus... I would stop and I would say, well, if he had anything to do with it, it would be perfect. And they'd stare at me and they'd say, what? I'd say, yeah, if he had anything to do with it, it would be perfect. But they stopped using his name in vain. Those are small things. They start to recognize something is different about you. So try, try that too. I like yours also. But you, should, you ought not do that is what you said. So here's the tough part. If we do choose to take what we learn and take out there and then bring sheep back in here, right? I'm not talking about door knocking. I'm talking about people we run into every day. What do we lose if we do so? Well, we only know from our examples in the Bible that um, he asks us to do it. We're told to go. But we're also told that it can be kind of difficult at times, right? We have no promise of food. We have no comfort or defense. We have told not to worry about clothing. We're told not to even worry about money. 
In Luke 9, 26, And he sent them forth to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said unto them, Take nothing for your journey, neither staff, nor wallet, nor bread, nor money, neither have two coats. And into whatsoever house you enter, there abide and thence depart. And as many as receive not, when ye depart from that city, shake off the dust from your feet for a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the village, villages preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. So you can expect problems, right? Told not to worry about food. Told not to worry about clothing. Told not to worry about a staff, right? Staff used to defend yourself. Defend yourself. So you can expect problems everywhere. You can expect problems with your family. Luke 51. Suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth. I tell you nay, but rather division. From henceforth there shall be five in one house divided, Three against two and two against three. There shall be divided against, excuse me, the father shall be divided against the son and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter and the daughter against the mother, the mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. It's not going to be easy. We see this in in, in the world now with courts and, and all sorts of things. Somebody bringing up just the Ten Commandments slightly offends 90% of the people you're standing around, right? So at the office, it's your coworkers, it's your boss. It's going to happen. It was Dalton's fresh for me because I was listening to his sermon earlier, and, and he, sa- he said, I may lose my job. But he, you got a job, but he may lose his job because of what, what, what he's doing also. So in Acts 14.8, And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus, 525, then came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom ye put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. 28, saying, Did not we straightly command you, talking to them, ye should not teach in his name, and behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intended to bring this man's blood upon us. And then in 42, and daily in the temple and in every house, every house, not just the temple, it's not just here, your houses too. They cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Matthew 10, 21 through 22. And brother shall deliver brother, uh, uh, excuse me, and brother shall deliver brother, up brother, to death, and the father, his child, and children shall rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my sake, but he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. I was thinking about that, you know, this, this, it sounds so dark reading all of this, right? All the difficulties we're going to go through. It's no different than my wife asking me to do things. If I did what I wanted, would we still be married? Probably not, right? I mean, in, in all honesty and selfishness that any man can be, we wouldn't be. Christ is the same. Is he going to bless us if we don't do what he loves? I don't think so. We need to go. We need to talk to people. We need to teach people what we've been blessed with sitting, listening, learning. We need to share. We need to come up here sometimes and share with the responsibility of standing up here or just giving our testimony. So we must find the sheep that are not of the fold, people just like you and I, 
We were not always of this fold. Somebody came. Somebody talked to us. Not, not all of us grew up in a house with a pastor, right? But somebody came to us. We are commanded to search and search. It's my roll back to gems. Search for that one hidden gem. One sheep among many goats. How many goats do we have to go through to find that sheep? The sheep will hear the call. They know Christ. We only need to teach and preach the milk for the little lambs. And then here at church, we shall feed them the meat of the word. Don't fear. Don't fear. We already know the blessings that we will receive. I've heard it year after year. You read it. If you go through the Bible, the blessings that you will receive. Be thankful that you're here. But in John 14, 1 through 4, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I come again. And I will receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know the way. Amen? Amen? Any, any, anybody disagree? No? Amen? That's my sermon. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California. If you would like further information about our church, please feel free to call us at area code 707-584-7275 or write to us at Berean Baptist Church, 6298 Country Club Drive, Rohnert Park, California, 94928. Additionally, you may visit us on the World Wide Web at www.bebaptist.org.